Hey ladies, back with you with an inside look at the I'm Ready Retreat and also with a huge, huge announcement for you. I want you all to know about this. The doors to my 10-week coaching program, God Wants You to Be Rich, are open right now and you can all learn more about that and register at yaeltrush.com forward slash rich. This is seriously the program that so many of you have asked me about where we learn about money management and mindset from a Jewish perspective. There's nothing like this and the doors are fun finally open, but just for a few more days. So check it out at yaeltrush.com forward slash rich. Feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have any questions or email me. See you soon. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. All right, we're going to start our bonus Q&A session. Tell me who is here. I have a few really good questions. I hope I can cover them all. Yay, Marcy from Dallas. Marcy, you are like my best student. Marcy has been a student of mine for what? Over a year. You took this program. Then you were with me in a membership. Oh my gosh. If you have questions, ask Marcy. She's like amazing. Not only that, she's an amazing coach. If you're having things with your food and your body image, talk to Marcy. She she has you. Okay. So let's get started. Yes, a year and a half. Let's get started. Um, a few things I was thinking. I have questions here. And I also was wondering, huh, that's so interesting. Somebody just asked to join our group. Okay, well, it's okay. It's okay. A little late to the party, but everybody's welcome. I get it. It's, 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 um, you know, it takes a while. It takes a while. Maybe they were playing catch up on the videos and all that. Okay. We have a winner for today. I'm going to announce her soon. First, I want to take everybody's questions. So let's start with this really good question. When we talked about, oh, we have a student here. Before I tackle questions, we have Braha Blanky Shunover. Welcome, Blanky. How are you, my dear? Everything is great. I'm so excited we for can't... today. Okay. Before I take students' questions or, you know, participants of this retreat, why don't you, why don't we introduce Blanky? Blanky just volunteered to come chat with you guys because I know yesterday's session where you got a little bit of, you know, you heard from Frida and you heard from Dania and uh, Barbara and Geraldine. You really got a sense of like people's journeys and what their experience was like and what their resistance was was like before joining the program and how they overcame that. I think Blanca, you have a very interesting story because you were, I think my first student to sign up ever when I put out the first offer. I'm pretty sure you were like the first one could click that button. Um, and you came into the, you know, this used to be like a four week tiny thing. It was quite similar to what we did in this retreat, you know, um, with a little more depth, obviously we did a lot of exercises together and we, you know, we got tactical on some levels, but it's nothing like the robust program that it's become over the years. And yet I feel like you did, you gained so much from that, those short weeks together. And you came into the program with a little bit of a different profile, which is why it's so nice to have your input here because you came already retired in a different situation. So why don't you tell us a little bit of what was what was going on in your financial life and what what happened after? Okay. So what was going on in my financial life? Um well I had heard you talk about people who were in um debt 
people were in debt. Some people were saving for their kids for college. Some people were saving for retirement. Um, some of the women were married. Some of them were single, you know, all different kinds of scenarios. And like you said, my situation was a little bit different. I had recently gotten divorced. Um, and um, even though I had a pretty good handle on our financial situation before we got divorced, um, the biggest question that I had was, were we as a married couple giving, or as individuals, were we giving enough tzedakah? Mm. And I know that um, tzedakah is a big, you know, for a lot of people on the show, it could, on, on your program, it could be like, hey, I never thought about tzedakah. How am I going to make that work with my budget? Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like it was always first and foremost in my mind, especially throughout my whole marriage. But I really had never paid attention to that particular number. <clears throat> Excuse me. So w- during your program, um, I feel like the awareness of Tadaka became more real. And especially since I was in just beginning or, you know, just finishing up the process of my divorce, I realized that I really had an option to change that. And I really had to take charge of it. Basically, you know, a lot of people are dealing with debt and, you know, savings and all that kind of stuff. Thank God with the help of Hashem, I can't even begin to, (laughs) to express my thanks to you or to him. Um, but because of this class, I really was able to put in tools that helped me with that. That is probably people, people ask, what's the biggest mitzvah you feel connected to in the Torah? I ask that to people a lot when I want to get to know them. What Mm -hmm. mitzvah do you feel connected to most? Some people are Shabbat, some people are whatever. Mine is like tzedakah. Like Mm -hmm. I just want to be in a giving mode and I wasn't never, I wasn't really ever tapped into the actuality of it when I was married. So long story short, as a result of the class, you gave a tip, which was a very valuable tip. I made a separate account. I don't know if you want me to give away your secrets right now. I've already, I've already told them there are no secrets here. I want you guys to know, like I'm an open book. Somebody asked me like, why do you give so much in five days? I'm like, why not? Like, there's so much more to this, but why can't I give as much as I can? If you come work with me in my program, trust me, we're going to do a lot more, but I'm happy to give it all away too. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, another um, big takeaway was that because I was able, because I got this tool of, you know, open up a separate Maser, you know, Tadaka account, just make a separate account, put your 10% every month when you get your income, just put 10%, you know, do your calculations, ask your rabbi, whatever, whatever. But I was able to do that. And every month, I knew exactly how much I, I could give. And I really wanted at the end of every month, it was like, darn, I ran out of my tzedakah money. You know, it's like, I can't wait till next month to make more so that so that I could, you know, here's the next charity that I love, etc. But another really valuable thing was that I began talking about it to my kids. Yes. And I don't have grandchildren yet, but my kids are in their 30s. And it was another discussion that in my marriage, you know, it was a beautiful marriage. But that was one of the things that we did not really talk a lot to our kids about. Mm -hmm. So as a result of this program, 
tzedakah became foremost in my mind. And as a result, it was like able to like trickle down into discussions that I had with my kids. So mm-hmm. I wish everyone to take advantage of the next 10 week series. Yes. And they should gain as much, not only in financial, you know, um, financial, what is it called? Courage, but mm-hmm. also spiritual courage. Take, you know, take chances in your amuna and your bitachon and just put it out there and Hashem, you put it up and you let it go. And then Hashem yeah. brings you down whatever it is you need. That's right. And I want to brag just one last thing about your journey that I feel um, you probably don't give yourself enough credit, but I do know that the conversations that you started having with your financial planner came from a much a place of a lot more confidence and empowerment. The questions you were asking, I think this is an important piece here that you gained, uh, like there was a fog that kind of was lifted a little bit, not just in the tzedek area, but just in the numbers. Like, Thank God you were in a really good financial situation, but there was a little bit of like, just kind of like you hadn't necessarily over the years been the one on top of it. And now you came to these conversations with a lot more clarity, with better questions, with confidence. And that was amazing to see. And you're modeling that for your children too. Yes. Yeah. And I want you to know, I don't know if I shared this with you when I kept grueling my, my financial planner and my accountants, my financial planner, especially saying, you know, well, how much income was there this month? How much income was there last year? So I could figure out my 10%. He said, well, he started like shuffling around. And I said, am I the only one who asked you these questions? Like, what do you tell your other clients? He goes, you're the only client that asked me these questions. Yes. Good for you. I'm getting the chills right now. He said, no one else ever has ever asked him these questions. And I said, well, what do you do personally? I was, he's a fr- personal friend and I felt comfortable enough to ask him, what do you do in, in your personal situation? What do you, how do you calculate it? How do you, whatever? He said, I don't give 10%. I give as much as I can. And that's the end of the story. Mm. Good just- for you. Yeah, ladies, you have to know these people are working for you. You have to know what you need to know, what you need to ask. You have to do this for yourself. Wait, I have one more thing to say. I'm sorry. I don't want to hug the floor, but it's so important. Yael, the teachings that you're giving over right now, you're giving to 30, 40, 50, 100 of your current students right now. Think of those 100 students of what kind of lessons they're passing on to people in their circle, not only their kids, their girlfriends, their husbands, their parents, every, every step a person takes from you, the mashpia, the teacher to the student, to all the students sphere of influence. It's like everything we do is an opportunity to make, to elevate the world and to make it better. So Baruch Hashem, thank you for sharing. I'm so grateful to be in this program. And um, I hope everybody um, has a beautiful holiday today. And may they bear the fruits. May they taste the fruits of of their efforts. Amen. Thank you so much, Bracha. Wow, I got chills. Thank you so much. And thank Thank you for being. But if anybody, Bracha is a mentor in the group, any of the mentees, reach out to her. She's lovely, as you can see. She's happy to help you. Um, uh, You know, whatever resistance you're feeling, 
Let's work on that. Talk to Bracha, talk to me. Let's see what really is holding you back. So I want to go and answer some of our listeners' questions. So Bracha, you go have a beautiful day. Happy Tubishbat, and we'll be in touch. Bye, 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 bye. Okay. Oh my goodness. Was that amazing or what? Wow. Okay. So here we go, ladies. I have questions from the audience. Um, I want to just make sure because I closed my, okay, beautiful. I have a question from, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. I have you as Larray, Larray Osei. You asked a really important question about retirement savings and benefits. Hey, Victoria's here and Shoshana's here. Welcome. Um, Larray, you asked about the retirement savings, the benefits having been taken along with the savings, right? When they pull out your 401k money, they're also pulling out your health benefits, right? And then you get the rest as deposited into your account. So your question was, do you need to add back those benefit expenses to calculate your miser? The answer that I've found over and over again is no, but I will say that I would like you to check with your own rough. I want you guys to understand that when it comes to miser, there's always going to be questions that you have to have a raft that you go to. Okay. So you don't need to take my word for it, but the general answer that is most often given is that no, you do not have to add those benefits back to calculate MICER on it because it is, it is something that the IRS is allowing you to deduct. You're having as a deduction. So in this case, Jewish law also sort of follows that provision in the tax code. But again, you can check with your RAV, but just I'm going to give you the general answer that I know of. The answer is no. And I believe Barbara, your mentor, also gave you that answer from her own experience and having asked her own RAV. And by the way, this is totally normal. When we're in the program, sometimes really specific questions come up. And very often I will ask my RAV and give my students the answer that I get and the experience that I get. But that's not to say that you should not try to also establish a relationship with somebody. I'm happy to ask mine and, you know, you know, give you those answers and have those discussions with you. But I encourage everybody to also um, find their own person. Now, Miriam, and I hope Lorraine, maybe Justina, maybe you want to tag if Justina's here, maybe you want to tag, um, maybe you want to tag in Larray um, and Miriam, I'm going to ask Miriam her question. I actually have an idea and I want you guys maybe tell me in the comments if this is something that you would like. I, I feel like there's a lot of really important comment questions coming in and I wonder if you would be up for tomorrow having a bonus session like this one, Q&A, where I answer your questions, but in a more intimate setting, more similar to the way we work in the program, meaning we come together in a Zoom room, in this Zoom room, and then you can have an open mic and we can have, you know, get a little bit maybe more punctual on what is going on in your life and, you know, see how I can help. I can't guarantee that I will be able to, you know, really give you such depth, but definitely we can get into an interesting discussion that could be really helpful. Again, I want you to feel like you're really gaining a lot from this. I know you are, but I was just had this idea. Why don't we just get together in a more intimate setting? See if that resonates. See if you would like that. Um, cause sometimes you don't want to like type your question. It's too complicated or you don't want to put it in the public forum or whatever. It could be a really nice experience if we get together in the Zoom room 
it would be very similar to the way we work in the program. You will see kind of my approach, how I address the questions, how I ask you things back, how I push back, how I challenge you, all that good stuff. Okay. All right. So Miriam, Miriam is asking again about MICER, about tithing. She has two questions on it. Number one, she says, is giving 20% of MICER okay, regardless of how much you are making? Or is it 10% and then you can give more once you're comfortable? So the answer to that, Miriam, is no. Um, I mean, <laughs> you could talk to your Rav, but what, what, what based on straight Jewish law, the minimum that everybody should be giving is 10%. Somebody who's making um, a very generous income, and obviously that is for you to decide what that is, should give 20%. Okay, so the wealthy already give 20%. And then anybody who's extra, extra wealthy can go above and beyond, provided that's not putting you at risk of your or then of then becoming the recipient of tzedakah. So the range should be according to Jewish law between 10 and 20. Could you give 20% even if you're not making a lot of money? Of course you could. Um, but I would say that is a question that you should really evaluate closely with your mentor and your Rav. Okay. Um, because I do want to make sure that it's not coming from a place of, I don't feel worthy of money. I, I can't hold money. I, I just, I just, I just kind of like have to give it away. Um, because I just don't feel like, like if I have it, it's like, it, it reflects negatively on me. I should be giving it all away. That kind of psychology. And then that you're not also doing the protection sort of speak in the natural way, in the natural order that you're supposed, meaning um, that you're saving, that you're not incurring debt. You know, you're not supposed to be incurring debt to give MICER. I mean, so there's a lot here that we could get into without me understanding your particular situation. Um, I would say, um, so obviously, the, the where you really need to be is in the 10%. Um, and as you get more organized in your finances and things are stable and you, you know, you have your savings, you, you don't have, you're making enough to go on beyond to really save, to really invest, you're not incurring debt, then by all means, yes, you can get, start giving more and even up to getting to that 20%. I would have those discussions though with a mentor who understands me and understands my finances and a Rav. And obviously if you're in the program, we can really get a little bit more detailed because we would understand your psychology, your husband's psychology, and your numbers, and what really is happening financially, and then I could guide you a little bit better on what um, might be the, the the right decision for you. And obviously, we might even have to ask the question to another mentor, another Rav. But I think it is it's an important question, and I hope that gave you some ideas of how to approach it. Okay, the other question that Miriam has is. I love the idea of creating a MISER account, but don't banks want you to always have money in that account? How do you set it up? Well, this is 2021. That's the good news. And obviously the redemption is here because things has become, he, things like these have become so much easier because we're like literally in the final stages. This is not hard anymore. Most banks out there. Okay. There are many I can recommend if you live in the States, for example, Capital One, Ally, some smaller credit unions. There are a lot of banks that now offer free accounts, 
free sub accounts. I always tell my students, and you've heard me say it on the podcast, you may have heard me say it on social media, get yourself an account that has sub accounts and you'll have sub accounts for all the important, amazing things like my sir, like, I don't know, your kids bar mitzvah savings, your home remodeling, right? These accounts are online, low fees, no transfers. You really are looking for an account that has no minimum balance requirements that you're not going to get a fee. Because again, like Braha said before, this account will be, will go down to zero very often. This is the only account that you'll be so happy that it goes down to zero. That's the objective. We fill it, we empty it. We fill it, we empty it. We fill it, we empty it. We're going to be doing that continuously. And you don't want to have any transfers also, any fees for transfers. Okay. In case you need to make transfers out of that account into, let's say, checking and then into somebody's PayPal and these types of things. Okay. So this is 2021. Mashiach is coming. This is readily available. You can find and do these things with the banks. And at the click of a few buttons, you are set to go. Somebody wrote to me, somebody who enrolled in the program, actually, who said, I went with my husband already. We set up that MISER account and it's automatic. And now that money is going to be leaving like nobody's watching, leaving me, meaning going into that MISER account like nobody's watching. And I just, I just loved it because that's the truth. The truth is the bottom line is we need to automate this just like we need to automate our savings and our retirement savings. We need the, the less we can rely on our own will and resistance and psychology, the better. That's why part of what we create when we talk about building the systems is building the app. The automations. Okay. Automating is a really, really important part of this. Obviously, there are some of us that maybe are not getting a regular income. We work more on variable income. We also run businesses. So some things maybe we're going to have to do manually. But in this case of this person who enrolled in the program, I think it's so interesting because the minute you invest in a program, it's like you're already, like you're already taking action because again, the psychology, like you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You have to make that investment and you're already changing and we haven't even started the program. Um, and so. This is already automated for, for this student. So this is really amazing. So yes, Miriam, look for those accounts. It's not hard. Set it up. You can do this. Okay. I have another really interesting question from somebody that I'm going to keep anonymous um, as per um, their request. And I want you to hear, I want to, yes, we, we work with what we have. Exactly, Hillary. We work with what we have. And you know what? Things are changing very quickly. The field of fintech of financial te- financial technology is changing very very quickly i mean after the 2008 recession the possibilities that opened for all of us in terms of now we do all of our investing at the click of a button there's you know d- we we do it ourselves and you learn that in the program all of these things have happened in the last 15 years right so again we are working in a world that is moving really fast that is really to our benefit and how can we not take advantage of that, right? Like the world is advancing so that God's the perfection that God needs happen. And we're going to be sitting behind and being just watch this thing instead of becoming active agents, doing the work that we need to do. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like, uh, we got, we got to, we got to take the reins here. Okay. So we got to take the reins here. Okay. I'm going to see, I'm going to look at that. Justina just tag me in a few questions. So let me just um, take anonymous question and then I'll try to look at the chat. If not, if we don't have time today, why don't we come back tomorrow and do this 
and, and intimate in the Zoom room. Okay, so I'll try to juggle as much as I can today, but I do want to get to this question. So Anonymous says, we give more than 15% Meister and even more if you include Sadaka. Okay, so they give a very um, significant amount. Um, and then I said, okay, that's amazing. Are you also saving and investing? So she, this, we're having this conversation online um, by direct message. We save, but we do not invest. So I said, wait, stop. Like, what is going here on going on here? Remember that time is of the essence when we want to, you know, that time is the most important factor in terms of compounding. What, what, why I said. And so the answer, I want you guys to kind of like process this because I think you're going to be able to gain a lot from, you know, her answers, my answers. And then there's a final question that she asked me that I want you, I want us all to know the answer to. So she said to me, we don't know where, where to start. Um, my mother-in-law offered to help us understand, but my husband has major money anxiety. Okay. Thing to note. Number one, he's a high earner and has a good job with a company. I'm actually not going to tell you the company, but I know the name of the company. And his late father was a, a millionaire actually. And my husband feels like he is not doing well, comparatively speaking. So again, you're understanding there is some issues here, some psychology issues. Okay. Which is fine. Again, we all have it. We just have to know what we have and how, how it's impacting us so we can change it. Okay. All right. So he used to give me a hard time when I asked him to get <laughs> anyway, he, certain expense, certain fruits and vegetables that were, you know, perhaps a little bit more expensive than the other ones. Okay. So she's just giving me context. Okay. I, on the other hand, so he grew up with a father who's a millionaire. She, on the other hand, grew up on welfare. Her mother was a single mom and we couldn't afford anything. Okay. So now you can start seeing how she's taught. She's giving me all the pieces. And these two individuals are coming into this marriage with two very different money stories, but also uh, there's a paralysis. There's like, we know we need to be doing this. We're not doing this for different reasons. There's paralysis in both ends for different reasons. They also haven't chosen what their joint money story is going to be. There hasn't been that communication. Like, what do we take from here? What do we want to create? That editing process as a couple hasn't happened. Okay. They're just following their pre-programmed, you know, scripts mindlessly. Okay. But then it gets better. It gets better because she says she thinks, she thinks um, wait, I, I want I'm, I'm going to read through this thing. Okay. Okay. So she, she says that his salary, she, she, I don't want to say the amount. Okay. But she's telling me the salary and that it's high. She said it's a high earner. And she says, I think his salary is this amount. So I already responded. You think let's change that to, you know, okay. So, so I, I want you guys to see this, like, no, you can't just like think, that this is his salary amount. Okay. And there's another piece here because the number that she's giving me, sadly, it really doesn't reflect what she said before, which is high earner. Okay. So there's some, something here is not clicking. Okay. It's not clicking the amount that she thinks, which already is something that we need to change. He's making with a, I believe he's a high earner and we're giving above 15% of my sir. Um, so there's a lot of layers to see that, that I see there's work to be done, really amazing work that potential work here. Okay. So the, um, gets a little bit more complex because then the last part that she tells me before she asked me the question that I'm about to tell you is 
that she's had financial issues in the past. And because of certain financial issues and some fraud, some uh, identity fraud or whatever it might be, she actually is not in any of their bank accounts. So she has absolutely no access to any of their accounts. Her name is not even on their checking account. So she knows she's in a very vulnerable position. Now, not because it's not one of these situations where he's um, intentionally putting her in that situation. He's not trying to be, uh, God forbid, not at all. However, this is happening. So you see how this gets really, really layered and complicated. Okay. Okay. So now we get to final, the final question. Okay. But we have all these layers. And yet the question is, which might be a question that you might all be having, which is why I wanted to brought this whole bring, bring this up is, and, and also show you the scenario. Okay. The question is, well, why do you think someone should invest in, so should do, those were her words. Her word was not invest, should do, but I do think it's an investment. It's an important investment. Said, why do you think someone should do your program? I'm looking at her words over hiring a financial planner. So I want to highlight what's happening here for you guys, for you guys to kind of understand, because some of you might be going through the same process and might be in similar situations. Okay. First of all, you're already looking for the external stuff. Okay. This person is not, this person, this financial planner is not going to solve these issues. Okay. We have to do the work to solve these issues. And of course, hiring a financial planner is a lot easier and a lot more comfortable than what I'm proposing. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Which will require you to actually do work. Work, like I mentioned before, we got to get to the nitty gritty of why we're not getting ourselves organized and why we're not putting our, our wife as a benefic- beneficiary in our accounts of why he's not taking advantage of his retirement savings. Like, there's so much here, right? Um, so that's one thing, but there's also an important piece that I think Blanca sort and I sort of touched on before is that you're not even in a position right now to even know what kind of financial planner to look for. You're coming to someone without the knowledge uh, that is required of, you know, of, of like to be able to interview even somebody like what is required of a good and competent financial planner that works for you and is not going to be selling you his or her products, the mutual funds and the other products that he's made, he might be making a commission on, right? You don't even know how to be an advocate for yourself. And you don't even know what this person is supposed to do for me because you don't know yet what needs to be done. So it's like we're, you're approaching this, this new relationship you're going to enter into from a place of disempowerment, from a very vulnerable position, which is so interesting because right now we are in a very vulnerable position. So it's like, we're just repeating the pattern, right? Like my husband will take care of it. Maybe the financial planner will take care of it. By the way, let me just say this before I say what I wanted to say, just to finish the financial planner piece. When the answer here is not to look for that financial planner, but really for you to take the reins, for you to gain the knowledge and the understanding and the money competency so that the the literacy and the goals and the objectives that are aligned with what you and your family value and what is your mission and all that stuff, you need to have that first. You needed to have gotten that started first. There's so much that you need to be doing 
before you even bring a financial planner into the picture. By the way, I love financial planners. They have a place. They have a very important place. He or she has to be the right kind of financial planner. And you and your husband need to be in the right place to have that new relationship. It's an important one. But there's so much work that needs to be done, okay, before you even understand who you're hiring and you're making sure that he's a fiduciary. And there's a whole set of things that you need to know. Um, you need to know what you're looking for, okay? So her husband, one part, the part that I wanted to tell you a, a second ago, but I said I will, I will I'll wait, is that her husband also says, well, I know we're not investing and it's such a shame that we're not investing and we really have to take care of it. But then she told me, but he... He just says it's too much, too overwhelming for him. And, um, and so again, it goes to show that he needs help. So I, I, I see this already. He has his own obstacles to overcome. He's not taking advantage of what the financial opportunities that are available for him as being an employee of this company and any other extra opportunities because of his own limitations. But she also is in this place of, well, I, I, I'm also not, I'm not doing anything. And by the way, I'm, I kind of like don't even know where to start because I'm not even a, my name is not on anything, right? So it's like this very extremely passive, aside from vulnerable situation, when it could be completely different, when it could be that they actually, she could be helping him um, take advantage of the retirement plans that his company offers, which I know is really amazing. And I know the matching that he would be getting. Um, I hope he's getting it, but it sounded from our conversation that he's not. Okay. So he's leaving, they're leaving a lot of free money on the table. Um, so you know, there's so much here. It's like when, when we talk about this, I want to make sure that you understand that you will be making more money in a program like this. Like literally, like some of you might be saying, well, how do I justify this investment to my husband? And the answer is, I know he's going to be so happy because you're both now going to be making more money. Like imagine if this woman took this program and now she understood everything that they actually own. She understood that there's a a retirement plan that needs to be, they need to be taking advantage of. Like I said, there's a matching program that they're leaving free money on the table and she just helps him click those buttons go through that process and set them both up. And she's a beneficiary and like they're both in the account. And then in a year, they open that account and guess what? There's $70,000 already sitting there. They didn't even realize because again, it's being pulled and they've she's had the confidence to then adjust the the rest of the actual income that comes into her again. So there's ha- that's happening. Not only that, imagine now, she, because she's more confident, she gives him the confidence to go ask more and more. Because like I said, he really is not making that much. He really should not be in that level of miser, I think. But again, like everything, at least from what I'm seeing, okay? So she realizes, oh, you're right. Based on the expenses that are coming up with our life and the life that we want to set up, actually that number that I thought was high earner is really not high earner. And now, not in a nudgy, not in like, God forbid, um, and from a negative place, but a really positive and empowering place, they can come to that place where they can make a plan and he can negotiate with confidence. And there's so much that happens here, right? Just the fact that now she's on his side, she's helping him through this, uh, just helping him get this thing done that he feels he should be doing. 
and he's not doing it. They are not, it's not he, it's not she, it's there. Okay. So yes, they will be making more. Yes, they will be saving more. Yes, they will be investing more. Yes, they will be giving more. Okay. It, it's all like we're really building this vessel from like from, from the ground up, sort of speak, so that there's no leaks. And then we're just like, oh, the braha starts coming. Okay. So, you know, I, I still haven't heard of a husband who complained when the wife was already in the program about the program. I've heard of husbands who were resistant. And then all of those ladies who told me now then throughout the program said, oh, you won't believe it. But like, he's listening to my my recordings, by the way, we do the, we do this in this program in a really cool place where, um, it's live, but then you get the recordings and you can listen to them, not just on video, but on podcasts and you can get them on transcripts. So it's really, really, really cool. Um, so that's an aside. That's just like the technology part of it. Okay. But what I do hear is that they are so happy that their wives enrolled. In fact, you should know that last Friday, <laughs> this happened right before we went on our last day five session. I got an email from a husband referring me to one of his friends. This has happened twice. Okay. This has happened twice. So this is for you guys to understand. This is changing your entire nuclear family for the better. Okay. We can't stay where we are if we want to expect to be building wealth. We can't stay where we are if we want to expect to be bigger givers, if we want to expect to finance the family trips to Israel, if we want to expect to finance the beautiful bat and bat mitzvahs, the weddings, the seminary. We we have to make a change on, on the paradigm that we're operating. If it's not working, we have to improve on it, okay? <laughs> so I want to tell you one more piece that I see about referrals because... um I'm just telling you about this referral, but there's also a type of referral that I get a lot, and that is from therapists, okay? Here's what I see very, very often looking at my students' numbers. There is a significant amount of expenses that are being made on breathwork therapy and therapy and other types of modalities to help with different issues that are going on in the family, whether it be shalom bayit, whether it be stress, anxiety, so on and so forth so forth. Okay. And, and not to say that mental health is not, this is a whole, obviously I'm pro mental health. This is very important, but I do have a point here that I want to make sure that you get. Okay. It's very interesting because for many of my students over the course of the three to six months, these expenses start to go down, but not only that, the therapists themselves tend to be 90% of my private clients, you know who they come from? They're referred to by their therapist. The therapist send them to me because at the core of what's going on, at the core of these expenses that people are incurring on is really a money issue that hasn't been dealt with. And of course, therapy has a place and it's important. And and not only that, I happen to be in many three-way calls between my clients and their therapist. And it's a beautiful relationship, but it happens because the therapist knows that this is literally nuts and bolts, a money problem. And therefore it needs to be addressed with a money coach. And we have to come as a team to do it. Okay. So by the way, I don't take any more private clients for the rest of the year. 
And even if I did, it's like three times the cost, the investment on this program, the cost of this program. But that is all to say that again, a lot of what maybe somebody's investing on really is going to disappear because it's really at the root of it. We're just kind of like staying in the same hamster wheel and we're looking for that external solution. But really, the, because we, because we're not willing to do the uncomfortable work. And at the end of the day, a good therapist is going to say, we, you got to do this work. We can't keep ignoring it. We got to do the money work, right? So I wanted you guys to know that we have 20 more minutes. Um, I want you to, and by the way, I want you to know that this is not something going back to that beautiful question from anonymous about the financial planner. This is not something that a financial planner is going to do, as I suggested before. Okay. That's not his role. He's not going to help you uncover all the stuff that's holding you back and move you into action. He's going to send you a few emails. He's going to tell you a few things to sign. But if you're still resisting and you're just not doing it, that's on you. That's your problem. That's not his job. So again, this is really, really important stuff. And I need you to really think about this and really think if you are willing to continue where you are and then come back another year and having not seen any change and being in the same hamster wheel in the same communication patterns in the same I hope this works out because I really, we really haven't done anything. I hope this works out to, you know, kind of uh, mindset instead of coming back to me and saying like a lot of these students, uh, we're making more, we're saving, we're not fighting, we are planning, you know, it feels amazing. We're not scared. I'm not scared of my money. I see it. I see it in the bank account. I see how it flows. I see how I'm having these more confident conversations. I'm making more money. Like literally, like the cloud making more money. Okay. So Baruch Hashem, you're here. Yes. I don't know who said that, but I, hey, Ruthie. Yes. Okay. Let me see. So again, I want you to think about this. Like the cost is way too high and you know it. You told me in your homework, whatever the cord is that is holding me, you all said it. It was like, it repeated itself again and again. Wow. That cost of staying tied to that cord is way too high. And it is, it is. We're talking about you. We're talking about your mental health. We're talking about your future, your children's future. We're talking about your marriage. This is, this is, this is stuff. Again, God wants us to have this money. He wants to have it to do beautiful, amazing things. And are we going to sit back and not allow ourselves to take responsibility over it when we could be creating so much positive impact? Like this could be such a revealed bracha in our life. And yet right now, what is it? It's tension. It's disempowerment. It's stress. Okay. Justina, I had a few questions. So it's important to allocate MICER every month, every time we get income. So if your payment, if your paycheck is getting, um, it's coming in every month. Yes. If you get paid twice a month and every time you get your paycheck, or maybe you pay yourself from your own business, whenever you pay yourself, um, we take MICER. Is it okay to have a monthly? Yes. Okay. So is it okay to have a monthly money date instead of weekly? Absolutely. I think. I think Marcy, especially knowing the stage where you are, I think monthly would be great. Um, I think the minimum that I would do for everyone is monthly, except if you're already in a stage where you're, you know, in retirement, your kids are grown up, um, things are really, you know, very smoothly, then you can, you know, have these money dates 
a couple times a year. But for the rest of us who are building marriages, raising kids, raising kids requires a lot of expenses here. And there's a lot going on. Even you still, Marcy, you have a lot going on with college and high school and the car and the this and the that and your business. Yes, I think monthly would be really, really good um, at a minimum, maybe even twice a month. But I think I know you, I think monthly is probably a really good, you know, it could be a good place to start. Maybe you guys decide that you want to meet um, twice a month. Um, I think also when we have babies, it's not the time to do this every week, perhaps. But then there will be a period when, you know, you will take this once a week. I do it with my husband once a week. There's been periods where we are doing it every two weeks. But for the most part, we do a very quick touch. We already kind of like we're in a routine and we have a, you know, kind of like an agenda that we go through. Um, but there's always going to be bigger stuff that comes up that then obviously necessitates a money date that is outside of the regular agenda. It's always very important to have an agenda. But yes, Marcy, I think the minimum that I would always recommend for anybody except the folks who are already, they already raised their children. They already, you know, they really have things kind of like settled and, and, and really are in really good place. They're not yet, they're not already building. They're more just managing. Um, then I would say, um, less is less is okay. Less than less frequent than once a month, but for the rest of us at the very least once a month, if not more. Okay. I am looking for something else. There are sessions Mondays and Thursdays. Yes, Mondays and Thursdays, one hour session. I will confess, Hillary, that I am known to go a little bit over time. So I would always tell my students, I, I plan to tell all of you to book an hour and 15 minutes, but I'm going to try. <laughs> and it's because there's a lot that we do. I don't want to give it all away. Okay. Yes, there is work that we do and there's implementation. And don't you worry, we implement together, meaning, um, it's a little bit not like here where you're giving the homework and you're on your own. Um, I understand that it's hard to do homework. So we have set it up in a way that there's implementation time also inside the program. Okay. Can you classify what counts as my sir? Hannah Victoria, I actually can't give you a, uh, a classification at the moment. What I can tell you is that Meister is anything that is a charitable donation that you're helping another individual with. Okay. So there are many nuances to this, which is why we need to have a raft to ask about our particular situation. But let's say you live in the United States and you have family in Venezuela. Okay. And you send them money to help them. Okay. Your uncle, your parents, whatever, every month that's, that can come out of your Meister. Okay. Now let's say you need your husband needs a new pair of tefillin that cannot come out of his miser or your miser because that's his mitzvah. But where you to pay for another man's tefillin, your friend lost his tefillin in the airport, a boy, a bar mitzvah boy needs new tefillin, his family can't afford it. That comes out of your miser. Is, is that clear? Okay. Now there will be other nuances. There also are categories in terms of who we help first. Okay. The Rambam has it codified as who we, we help first. Um, I could probably put the a slide with that list. Okay. But I think that is probably more of what you are asking. Yeah. The God factor in here is you're right. Hannah Victoria, the God factor is unique and very important. It's very, very important. You don't know how many People have told me, oh my gosh, we went into this, you know, Dave Ramsey stuff and that, you know, very helpful and all that. But like, it just, 
it's not aligned. It really isn't aligned. There's again, we can learn from everybody. And there's, and I even use, you know, a lot of what, you know, what he teaches and other financial professionals use that we can learn from everybody. But there's something really important about significant about really working on this in alignment with what is really real, right? Like a, a person like that, their system is definitely not going to align with the fact that we are spending on Shabbat no matter what. And we're spending on Jewish education and no matter what. And depending on where you live, Jewish camp might not be a luxury, but a necessity. And that has to, that has to happen. So there's these things that are, you know, they're, they're part of our conversation. They're not part of that conversation. Okay. My sir, it's not part of that conversation. My sir and its impact on wealth. It's not part of that conversation. Shalom Bayit, peace at home. Saving a marriage, how this can, we, we, we're not, we're pro marriage around here because we know how important marriage is. I mean, you know, like you'll, it's very rare, almost extreme. Like, like again, I would never be telling a woman to do something that is going to hurt their marriage, right? That's not what we're looking for. It's just, you know, so we have to be really, really discerning and really careful. So I'm really happy, Hannah Victoria, that you noticed that. Um, 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 I am looking to see if there's any questions. Yes, we did the sessions. Yes, yes, yes. Topics, Victoria, Victoria, let me DM you on the topics. Okay. But basically we go through, um, we go through a particular journey and, and of, of sorts where I like to, I like to say, you know, you're going from a place of confusion and lack of clarity and stress. We're taking you to the opposite of that, right? We're get, taking you to clarity, to confidence, to more more of that resource and to more organization. And that takes a process of first we learn like, how to become an editor, right? Of what we what we have because we've discussed some of it before here before, okay? But there's that we have to become an investigator of our numbers. Um, I don't want to. I'll I'll say it all because I just really believe in transparency. But it's always, I say it a little bit with hesitation because people don't like to hear the work that they need to do. Like it's, it's, it's like, Oh, I have to do all that. I'm, uh, I don't know if I can do that. So I'm saying it because I like to be transparent and because you asked. Um, it's not, you know, it's not on my webpage intentionally because if you wanted to do that, <laughs> if, if you probably won't, you know, you won't, probably won't say, oh yeah, I, that's, that sounds so fun. Okay. So when I talk to you about like, you're going to become an investigator of your numbers, you're going to really uncover what they're saying. What, what are they actually telling you about? And we talked a little bit about this with Danya and Barbara yesterday, right? What, what your financial picture really is. What are those critical numbers that you need to know and understand? And what are they actually saying so that then you can be a designer? Then you can design your plan, your goals and your objectives based on the values that you have who you are, right? What do you want to achieve? And on where you are on those numbers, we first have to know the numbers, right? Because it might be that the first step for somebody to design is a system to get on a debt. The first, a, a, a first step for somebody else is really a, an investment system, right? So everybody has to design it on an individual basis, but first we have to have that done that investigation, which for some of us, for many of us, it's just so fussy. It's like, we don't really have a grasp on what our financial situation clearly is based on the numbers. Um, so then from there, we, 
we cover all the pieces of the debt, of the investing, of the saving, of the mechanics of how to save, of the tithing, the miser, all that. And then we got to build the systems, right? We got to build systems to facilitate that design, to make sure that these things are actually happen, to make sure that everything's flowing in place and that there's accountability. And then hopefully at the end, what we become, which is Kind of the stage, Marcy, I don't think you give yourself enough credit, but you are at that stage where we are now the managers of the system, right? And new things are always going to come up. You're going to get an increase in salary. You're going to get an inheritance. You're going to get, you know, a huge tax bill. Things are going to come up. And because now we're managers, because now we have a really broad picture and understanding and a detailed, nuanced understanding of what's going on, both like a CEO, now we can go back and whatever that curveball, that new situation might be, the tax bill, the inheritance, we can see, oh, this is what part of my money story is coming, is, that's coming up for me. Oh, now I understand what this number that's being thrown at me really is telling me and really impacts all the rest of my numbers. Now I got to design something that's going to be regarding that number, be aligned with my values and my goals, my objectives, and I got to build a system around it. Right. And then I'm a manager again. Right. So it's a whole process. And we're starting from the editing. We investigate, we design, we build, we manage. So I hope that helps. Um, I hope that doesn't sound scary, but on the other hand, sounds empowering because it should be um, and clarifying. Okay. Yes, Miriam, we answered your questions, two questions. Okay, are we ready to hear who won the full scholarship? Are we ready? Um, yes, Hannah Victoria, you're absolutely fine. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Okay, makes sense. Good, 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 Victoria. And I hope we see you in the program. I hope you have enrolled. Okay, I'm going to tell you who the winner of the full scholarship is. The winner of the full scholarship is... I wanted to cry this morning because this person has actually left me messages. We've interacted. And I also know that you've interacted with your mentor and you've expressed how much you wanted to be in this program. Carolyn Greenberg, you won the full scholarship. <laughs> Congratulations. That is just so, so amazing. And I'm so excited. I think you're here, actually. I think I saw you here. Yes, you are here. Well, that's you, Carolyn. Ladies, do we do this again tomorrow? Do you want to come and Zoom inside the group? You can bring me more nuanced questions about your particular situation. We can sit and we can talk about them. We can take this hour just for you so that you can feel what this is like. Let me know. I want to know. Yes, I'm so happy for you. I want to know if you want to do that because I am totally up for it. I think it could be really, really beneficial. And also there's tons of things that maybe... As you were all catching up on the homework last night, again, might have come up and you might need to process those. And I'm happy to process them with you. Like today, we had a lot of um, questions about Meister. So that might be a really, really good thing to do. Um, and just to have a little bit more of an intimate setting. And then we'll close with that. Remember that on Wednesday, we are taking the videos down. So Please take advantage of all that content. Okay, so that goes down Wednesday. This group is also going to get archived. We don't stay open forever. We're going to archive this group on Thursday. Thursday night, we are closing the cart. The doors to the program, God wants you to be rich, close because we get started on Monday. Okay, so this is the time to take action. This is the time to decide. We have a new 
guest expert who just told me he so wants to come and he's unbelievable. Anybody who really wants to understand habits, I'm bringing the expert on habits, Ari Schwartzman, who is, oh, Dania, you're not here, but Dania, you know Ari very, very well. Dania, um, Ari is a CEO whisperer. Basically, he's worked with hundreds of CEOs and he understands. He's written books about it. He has TEDx talks about it. The habits of people who really get things done. I think it's going to be a really valuable guest expert session. Ari called this morning. He wants to do a session for you guys. I think it would be so invaluable. So we are going to give you that as a bonus for all of you who sign up tonight. And I hope to see you in the program. And I want to see you tomorrow. If you're my schedule's open, I'm happy to do this bonus session, bring any questions that you have, and we'll try to tackle them. How is that? And for now, I'm going to leave you. It's four before more. Yes. Yes. Be there tomorrow, Shoshana. You know what, Justina? I think, yes, you you would love. Okay, Justina, let's just get our act together, send out an announcement, and we'll send you guys this Zoom link. And then we'll meet in my Zoom room. It'll be kind of like we're meeting in class. Okay. And you have tonight to think of your questions and, you know, or whatever issues that are coming up and we will discuss them. Okay. Congratulations again to Caroline. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being an amazing audience. You can keep sending me questions and I'll cover them tomorrow. Have an amazing day, guys.